Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Hi, everyone. I'm John Seymour, the host of the Jaymore Tech Talk Show and Inspirations for Your Life. Hi, everyone. It is John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur here coming at you uh, this brand new Friday in the first week of June, June 3rd. I can't believe that we are already on the first Friday of June already. Here we are. And uh, we have a great show planned for you tonight. Lots of stuff happening in the media that I want to share with you. You might have noticed that I have a hat on me. The hat has a little QR code and has believe and achieve. Before you can achieve anything in life, you have to first believe, and then you will achieve. And uh, if you can't get there by my QR code, well, simple. Just go to believe, B-E-L-I-E-V-E, me, M-E, achieve.com. We have a lot to share with you today. Uh, lots going on. First thing I want to talk to you about is uh, something that happened recently, um, well, uh, across the, the globe, I should say. And uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, India uh, withdraws the warning on the national biometric ID after the online panic. So um, they have their own type of system over there that uh, over in, in New Delhi. And um, they basically uh, had, uh, you know, uh, had this uh, scare going on because of everything happening online. And so uh, they withdrew the warning. I believe it was on the, like the 29th or so of um of may saying um you know not to share photocopies of the national biometric identity card after the announcement you know had caused the widespread but they call it the adahar card that's a a d h a a r card which is a unique number tied to an individual's fingerprints face and eye scan and it aims to block theft and leakage into india's uh welfare uh schemes but critics are fearing that it could spawn um, a surveillance state, and that could be a serious problem. So were they really right by taking off that warning? I don't know. Um, it's really a little bit confusing. Uh, you know, the uh, parties have developed this proprietary system um, so that uh, they could, you know, crack down on fraud and things like that. But they did caution that it could be misused. Unlicensed private entities like hotels or film halls are not permitted to collect or keep copies of the Adahar card um, past the initial uh, release read. But are they doing this? I don't know. 
Uh, and the warning triggered uh, alarms on social media, uh, screen grabs, and, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, but I do want to um, read a quote from uh, a tweet that came from Nirfai. Uh, I might have stayed in almost 100 hotels who kept a copy of my Adhar. Now this. But the thing is, what he's saying is, is that it doesn't matter if people have it because you can't just basically take over someone's identity by just using the card. I don't want to give somebody that uh, that chance. And we know, know in the United States that people can very easily clone social security numbers and things like that. So why do we want to make that um, something that people can do? So I don't know. I, I think there's a problem with how it's been devised. And uh, even India's Supreme Court in uh, 2018, it upheld the validity of the Ahar, but flagged privacy concerns and uh, reined in on a government push to make it mandatory for everything from banking to telecom services. So that means in order to use um, TV, to go shopping, to do anything, you have to have your uh, Adahar card. And you're still sending me, John, what the heck is an Adahar card? Uh, so real simply, it is a card. It's, it's, it's basically a, um, it's a unique identification authority of India. And uh, it, it's basically required for um, verification. And so they claim it's going to keep people um, safe. Um, it's basically a, uh, it's a 12-digit random number issued by the UIDA authority to residents of India after satisfying the verification process laid down by the authority. Any individual um, not really having any bearing on the, their age or gender uh, who is a resident of India may voluntarily enroll to obtain an Adahar number. Persons willing to enroll has to provide minimal demographic and biometric information during the enrollment process, which is totally free of cost. But the thing is, you need this Adahar card to do a lot of things in India. So like, you know, getting TV service or ordering a subscription service, you basically need it. So I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's a great thing. I feel that they really can't tell you themselves, you know, what's going on with it. And I think that's for security reasons, but I still feel that uh, it can be compromised. So I'm going to leave it there for right now. And uh, we'll have to see what happens, but we'll be monitoring this. And uh, I definitely think the Adar card is a um, piece of um, PI, personal information that could link back to you and possibly could fall into the wrong hands. And that could be a serious, serious, serious problem. All right. Well, um, you know, my uh, next car that I was looking to get is a Tesla, but I have to tell you, I'm a little on the fence right now uh, after I heard what happened. Um, the Transport Canada uh, probing cause of the Tesla fire in Texas. So... What actually happened? I mean, we don't really know, but something interesting, you know, that came to mind and uh, not really understanding this. I mean, you know, in most cars, when there's no power, you can just get out. Not a big deal. Well, on the Tesla, you can't really get out. Um, the only way to get out um, by several people, they had to smash the window. So if an error happens during your drive or uh, just while you're happening to be sitting in the car. The thing that really concerned me is that there's no safe way to get out of that car. 
in the event of an actual emergency. So if we're wondering why something happened and if something happens to people that possibly might take their life, I think we have to really first look at, is the car safe? And what happens if something goes wrong? Now, of course, they're doing some type of inspection right now, but I got to tell you, I'm not feeling too comfortable until this report comes out to know what actually happened. And is this something that was a fluke or was there a computer glitch or or what happened? But a computer glitch shouldn't cause the far car to go on fire, nor should you be able to get out of the car if it's safe and you're not, you know, traveling. You should be able to, to stop the car. You should be able to get out. But from drivers that I've been talking to, you can't get out of the car. And so that's a problem. And I'm definitely going to be following that. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Um, well, more on uh, Mr. Musk. Um, Musk was sued by the Twitter investors for stock manipulation, quote unquote, they call it, during the takeover bid. Uh, that that was just unbelievable. So uh, billionaire Elon Musk was sued by Twitter, Inc. Uh, investors claimed that he manipulated the company's stock price downward as the chief executive of the electric car maker Tesla uh, mounts a $44 billion takeover bid for the social media platform. The investors said uh, that Musk saved himself $156 million by failing to disclose that he had purchased more than 5% of Twitter by March 14th. They asked to be certified as a class and to be awarded as an unspecified amount of punitive and compensatory uh, damages. Ouch. They also named Twitter as a defendant, arguing the company had an obligation to investigate Musk's conducts, though they are not seeking damages from the firm. Hmm, that's very interesting. So the investor uh, said that Musk continued to buy stock after that and ultimately disclosed in early April that he owned 9.2% of the company, according to the lawsuit filed on Wednesday in San Francisco federal court just about a week ago. Um, by delaying his disclosure of his state in what he held in Twitter, Musk engaged in market manipulation, they said, and uh, bought Twitter stock at an artificially low price. And that was uh, per the investors uh, led by the Virginia resident uh, William Hernesiak. So um, neither Musk nor his lawyer immediately responded to the request for comment and Twitter declined to comment as well. Hmm, very interesting. So Tesla shares were trading at around uh, 713 uh, just the past week, down from $1,000 in early April. So is this because of the fire that recently happened or is this because of what happened um, because of this um, kind of staging of are they going to buy the company, not buy the company? I don't know. It, it's it's very interesting. But did did he really have an interest to buy the company or was this just something to degrade the shares? I don't know. Um, Musk had uh, later uh, pledged an additional $6.25 in equity financing to fund his bid for Twitter, um, a sign that he's still working to complete the deal. But is he really working to complete the deal, or is this just to get the board off of his back for right now? I don't know. I'm not really sure I can put my finger on it. And um, Musk was sued earlier uh, in the month uh, in uh, the Delaware Chancery 
uh, court by a Florida pension fund seeking to halt the deal on the basis that some other big Twitter shareholders were supporting the buyout, a violation of Delaware law. And Hersniak's lawsuit does not seek to stop the takeover. So I feel like this is becoming more than about business. This is like personal. And um, we're probably not going to know what's going to happen for a little while. Unfortunately, this this does seem personal. And let me tell you why, why I say that. Because uh, just a few days ago, Elon Musk's ally, uh, Egon Durbin, uh, requested to resign. And it was declined from the Twitter board. So it seems like this is personal. It's not just about Elon, but it's everybody that's under his team. So it's almost like Twitter's trying to send a message home to say, hey, what are you doing? Like, what's going on? And I feel that's a great big problem. You know, when when this guy that wanted to uh, resign from the board couldn't resign. Um, this is a problem. Uh, Twitter said, and I quote, Durbin failed to receive the support of a majority of the votes in the re-election held earlier in the week due to voting policies of certain institutional investors regarding board service limitations. Hmm. And uh, Durbin uh, offered to take Twitter private in a $44 billion deal. So is he working with Elon or is this a separate deal? I don't really know. But one thing is certain, whatever they're planning with Twitter, this is not just about money. This is about sending a message to the American people and also to create uh, if you will, a type of control. Because we all know about the way information, how it was blocked, and they claimed it was freedom of speech and all kinds of stuff. I think what we're going to later learn is that this is, a, this is a problem. And it's not just about money. This is something even more than money because they want control. They want control. We'll have to see what's going on there and what they're doing. And in other news, uh, Broadcom uh, recently to buy VMware for $61 billion. $61 billion. So that was, uh, which was based on the closing price of the Broadcom stock uh, just a few days ago on May 25th, uh, 2022. And uh, the chip maker Broadcom announced that it agreed to acquire cloud computing company VMware to the tune of $61 billion in a cash and stock deal. Uh, this is Broadcom's most significant shift toward diversifying its business into enterprise software industry. So it's interesting. So Broadcom never was really in the software market. Uh, Broadcom made a lot of hardware, right? And so now it's like they're doing this to get some leverage, right? And if you're saying to me, John, why the heck is Broadcom acquiring VMware? Well, I could tell you. It's because um, it wants to make a significant impact in the software market. And right now, they're a hardware company, okay? I don't know if you know this, but uh, Michael Dell um, is actually the chairman of the VMware board. That's very interesting. 
Very, very interesting. Uh, so, I don't know. You know, um, Microsoft going for Activision, Blizzard, and now this. I mean, I think it has something to do with the fact that software right now is where things are. And people are having problems producing all types of chips, right? So the question is, uh, is is Broadcom, um, I guess is the real question, is Broadcom having having chip delays for, for shipments? Do you think they are? Well... <laughs> Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yes. Broadcom says that chip orders require six months lead time. So the chip maker's letter to customers didn't specify which products are experiencing delayed shipments and what the normal lead time is between them. But I'll have to tell you, the reason that they are going so hard on this is for one reason. They're losing money. And so by them making this very strategic move, they believe they're going to get some more of this pie because the companies that have software have no issue making delivery. They're just codes, right? But when you've got a piece of hardware and you need to manufacture chips or get other things from overseas and you can't produce something, that's really crippling you. I mean, that's pretty bad, right? So I think they did this because they didn't know what was happening. And this was their way of saying, okay, we need to, we need to grow. It reminds me of another company, which I'm sure you guys know. I won't mention the name. They start with a C and end with an O. They basically acquire companies when they don't have the resources. They acquire companies to try to gain market share. I believe this is what Broadcom is doing. Broadcom wants to be that company that is not just a hardware company. And if they can leverage their sales, so let's say they take more than 50, 60, 75% in the software market and they make their hardware market smaller, it's not going to really hurt their bottom line. And then when chips do come back around, they can definitely do what they need to do. They can change licensing models. They can change prices. And do you know right now, if you had to ask me how many, how many, how many users, how many companies, let's just say, uh, use VMware? How many companies do you think? Well, did you know that there are more than 400,000 customers, including 100% of Fortune 500 and 100% of Fortune Global 100 companies that use VMware technologies and services? Wow, that's a lot. So... What I bet the next question you're going to say, John, is what is the average uh, sale price 
of a VM of of a, of a VMware uh, install a VMware let's say license because I think that's really where it comes down to. So the most cost effective virtualization solution from VMware is just under six hundred dollars at five hundred seventy six dollars and ninety six cents. And if you had to ask me, what is the most expensive um, VMware license? Well. The most expensive VMware license um, is 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 a lot more. Okay, uh, standard office, uh, standard remote office is at three thousand. But again, what's the most expensive VMware? Let's just say product, not not the license. Let's go for the product. And I think what we're gonna see is that uh, VMware itself has a lot of different options. Okay. Uh, one of their highest end products, okay, in basic is $4,350 a year, okay? If you take that to production, uh, you get, uh, it would be basically, you know, $4,494. And that's with a one-year support agreement. If you do a three-year support agreement, that's 5968 So let's take that number, right? I said to you, how many, how many um, companies use VMware, right? So we said there's more than 400,000 customers, right? So let's just say they, they all got some kind of a deal. Maybe they don't have the highest product. Maybe they have a smaller product. But let, let's even assume that they had, like maybe they had the, they might have had the, uh, um, so they have a higher product called the all-in-one solution in production, and that's at $7,600. Let's say they got some kind of discounts. Uh, One-year support is $5,071. Three years is $7,676. One year with basic support is $5,596. And then if you go to production, $5,781. So the support is where they make their money. So let's just presume that, um, I don't know, let's say that, that, that they got a good deal. Let's say the average customer. Uh, is paying right around $6,000, okay? They're paying $6,000, okay? Times 400,000. That's quite a bit. <laughs> Over 2.4. Over 2.4. Twenty four hundred million, so two point four billion dollars is what their current revenue is approximately right now. You see why Broadcom wants to buy that company? Do you know what they could do with that? They could maybe. Maybe they might decide to manufacture their own chips. Who knows? But I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing more companies like Broadcom, uh, more companies that are very hardware-based, that want to get into the software market because there's no delay on product. They issue the keys. And it's all profit. 
I mean, a lot of times they're issuing um, VMware licenses that they're installing at somebody's data center. It's not even a cloud license, it's something that they're putting at their center. Like a lot of these big banks and data centers, they buy VMware, they host it at their place, and all they have to do is give them the software and the license. And they get quite a bit of money every year just to support it. So I can easily see why VMware, uh, why I should say Broadcom, um, is very, very interested in buying um, VMware. Does anybody know who who is um, the number two competitor uh, to VMware? Do you know who that is, if, if we had to say that? So the number two competitor. So the top competitor for VMware right now, in case you are wondering, um, basically looks at things like Microsoft, Citrix, uh, Oracle, SUS, uh, Virtuosio, uh, Sang for Technology. So let's look at Citrix for a moment, okay? Uh, most expensive price for Citrix, okay? Now, they do $15 per user, okay? So how many users does Citrix have? So they claim they have 400,000 as well, okay? 400,000 um, is what they have. But times 15, guys, that's only... Six billion, as opposed to two point four billion. Interesting. Very, very interesting. So I have to see what's going to go on, ladies and gentlemen. But I know one thing: I know that these companies are not getting involved with this because they just want to buy a company. They're buying it because they see the stock price. If we're to look at it right now, uh, what is uh, um, uh, VMware's stock price? And again, this is it, it depending on when it is. But roughly, let's just say, it, it, depending on you know when you're watching, because we're obviously on Friday night, but depending on when you're watching it, their price is hovered. It could be 70, 80, it could be 130, 140. It's hovering around, right? Um, what is... Um, Citrix stock price. Well, about a hundred dollars. So it's around twenty to thirty-five dollars higher. So VMware obviously is a lot more regarded uh, for the types of applications, and I think it has a lot more flexibility than Microsoft. It's designed for larger scale applications. This is going to be pretty amazing, but I think we're going to see more companies, ladies and gentlemen, that are going to be wondering and that are going to be looking at buying companies, right? I mean, just think about that for a moment. You were talking a difference of million, it's a good thousand Versus 2.4 billion. That's quite a bit, ladies and gentlemen. 
That 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 is quite a bit. And, and I have to say to you that maybe you're saying, John, it, it, it's crazy. But I got to tell you, it, it's not crazy. It, it, it's not crazy because they're looking at the fact that the users for VMware, it's only going to go up. It's only going to go up. And as it goes up, they're going to probably try to add more value to it. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Broadcom adds some of their own optimizations to VMware that give their Broadcom product a higher edge when they get back in the streamline of being able to deliver in a shorter time frame. Wow. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not sure if you guys know this, but on June 26th, uh, Jay Moore chose the Jay Moore Tech Talk, Jay Moore Unboxing, Jay Moore Reviews, celebrates our second birthday. Yes, we celebrate our second birthday. And uh, you actually can, um, can actually attend. If you guys are in New Jersey, I'm not sure if any of you guys are in New Jersey, but hopefully you are. If you're in New Jersey, you can actually come and uh, sing happy birthday to us. <laughs> we're, actually, we're actually having a, uh, a birthday party at, uh, at the Oakland Public Library uh, for all ages. And what we are hoping, um, you guys will come out, sing happy birthday to us, have some cake. Um, so definitely that'll be a great thing there. And um, if you're interested in knowing how to get there, well, it's real simple. Uh, all you have to do is just go to eventbrite.com. That's the exact link, but you could just go to eventbrite.com, type in Franklin Lakes, uh, New Jersey, and then happy birthday. And uh, you can get a ticket. By the way, it is free. Uh, we're going to have some great fun there. We'll have a live show there, a lot longer show than we normally do. And um, we'll have people of all different ages. We'll have some delicious cake, uh, some beverages, snacks, balloons. Be a lot of fun. So if you are in the Bergen County, Morris County, Essex, Passaic County, or just northern New Jersey area, definitely go and RSVP. Let us know you're coming. I think it's going to be a blast. And uh, we are really excited to celebrate Jay Moore's second birthday. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching us, iHeart and Apple and all the many networks. It's hard to name every single one of them. But I want to thank you all for taking the time. I know when there's a choice for you to watch something and be entertained, but also get information that's going to not only inspire you, but going to keep you safe when it comes to technology. I appreciate you guys putting trust in Jmore Connection, Jmore Tech Talk, Jmore Unboxings, and Jmore Reviews. And uh, we're starting to do unboxings of appliances now. And a uh, little secret for you, we're going to start getting into some recipes. Uh so that's going to be kind of cool just to add a little more spice to it. So I want to thank you all for definitely watching today. I hope that you've all uh, enjoyed uh, the show and I hope you're following what's going on. And I hope everyone, you know, had a uh, great Memorial Day. I hope you're looking forward to a great summer now that our summer is just about uh, here. Hopefully you guys will be able to go swimming and uh, do lots of great things. But hey, in June, which is coming up, Right now, just a couple of weeks. So with us being uh, June 3rd, that means we're coming up in basically one, um, one week, two, one week, two weeks, uh, three weeks and two days. Yeah, pretty cool. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm John C. Morley, serial entrepreneur. It's been an amazing privilege, pleasure, and honor to be with you again on another Jay Moore Tech Talk show. I will see you at our birthday party, um, and I will definitely see you next week, which will be June 10th. Incidentally, if you would like to appear on the Jay Moore Tech Talk show, visit jmor.com. Book a 15, 30-minute uh, consult with one of us, and we'll see if you're a match for our show. Remember, we are not a sales show. We're about providing value. I interview authors, celebrities, local business owners, uh, government officials, local, regional, and national. So if you're a thought leader, inventor, or just have something you'd like to say that you think would be of value to our audience, reach out to me. We'd love to interview you and see if you'd be a great fit. I look forward to seeing you guys next week. That's right, on June 10th. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the weekend. See you soon. Take care. suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown.